Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by Lucky Bastard Distillers, Saskatchewan's premier distillery, and by the Pile of Bowens Brewing Company, brewed in the heart of Regina. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. You are listening to the internet's only Oregon State Beavers podcast. I am Joel Gasson <laughs> with John Fraser as usual. And uh, we have a few things to get to on this, the week of the opening of rookie camp and uh, in a few more days the opening of official training camp across the cfl and um you know rookie rookie camp's a fun time of year it's not necessarily any you're not really going to get a ton out of it unless you are a coach of course but it is still a fun and significant time of year because hey there is football happening on a field in the cfl and that means we are just mere weeks away from the start of the regular season which is always, of course, the most exciting time of year. Um, so we will, we're not going to get too much into camp just yet because we haven't really hit sort of the meat and potatoes of that yet. Um, but we will touch a little bit on sort of what's ahead for the Riders and what we might be looking at this season. Uh, we'll also be talking about how the Riders might be good online. Question, Question mark? mark? Surprise? Maybe. Exclamation mark? Maybe. And uh, a couple of... Player signings that have both of us fairly excited. Of course, I think the most obvious one. <laughs> Clearly the most obvious one the one for the audience been, of this podcast. Y'all have really been waiting to hear me talk about is, of course, uh, late last week. So last week, if you remember, John and I, I don't even remember what we talked about last week, but we we had an episode and we tempted We were, we were talking about the, the broadcast deal and says, oh, right. we, we said, wait. Now, tomorrow, I, rather than making you go back and edit and add in, like, the harps and stuff like that, like the dream sequence, mm-hmm. but we were talking, we were bashing the league for not having a secondary U.S. broadcast schedule and said, now just you wait. Now that we've recorded, news is going to break tomorrow. And, oh, boy, did news break the next day, Joel Middle Name Gasson the Third Esquire. But not about the U.S. TV deal, just on no! things we actually care more about. Uh, the most important being the Saskatchewan Rough Riders signed linebacker Kyrie Fisher-Morris Woo! to the training camp roster. Um, this is important because he is a former member of uh, Canada's team, the Oregon State Beavers. Um, he was All-Pac-12, honorable All-Pac-12 selection in 2022. 77 tackles, 8.5 sack tackles for loss, 1.5 sack, 1 interception, 6 pass breakdowns. Uh, did not go in this year's draft in the NFL, so that's, of course, why he is in the CFL. Uh, pretty good defender for the Beavs over the last few years. Uh, always an exciting day when um, some people, I guess, could say you go from one Canada's team to the other. <laughs> well, absolutely. As as we have talked about on this pod, the Oregon State Beavers being Canada's team, being the one that was on TV a whole bunch, and that has j- definitely drawn more than a few people into uh, I- into college football down south. So, yeah, I don't know what other player signings we could no. 
really be talking about. I I don't know. There wasn't any other significant player no. movement this week that may have excited some people on this podcast. No. What I do know is um, there's a company in the United States called Homefield Apparel, and they also released a bunch of new beaver swag this week. And there's one T-shirt that I saw, and I'm just like, mm. you haven't ordered it yet? No, because you sent me the link, and I'm like, you you have to be like, I got suckered into buying a fancy aerospace designed like single blade safety <laughs> razor today yeah like i'm sure that like the algorithm isn't just like showing like beaver gear no. everywhere i'm shocked it's not no I, I guess they're not that far along at home field apparel but um no not yet because i mean i still have the sweater so it's not like i don't have any beaver apparel and two we are like a month from my birthday, which means birthday money is probably coming soon from my oh, in-laws. Right. And it's it's not that like I can't just afford the shirt on my own, but they like to hear what we use the money for when they Right. When yes. they, they and that they don't really care what we spend it on. If we tell them it's groceries, that's fine. But <laughs> but I always like you know, it's always always like the nice to figure out something. So I'll be like, Oh, I bought this t shirt with your money that you gave me. For my birthday. Right. That's that's right? that's that's just brilliant. But see, you could get it on order, anticipating the birthday money coming, and that way you could, could wear it to the birthday celebrations. I could, in theory. Because yes. I mean, I, like, you know what? Both of us were definitely faces and bodies made for radio and podcasting. But this is a sexy beaver shirt. Like, you mm-hmm. gotta like. <laughs> I said sexy. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Uh, Maybe maybe you'll have to do the, the, the cocktail of the month next month to show off your sexy beaver shirt. But, of course, the other signing of note, not that there were any. No. Can you say, can you say it with me? Yes? We will. But first, before we get into all that, John. Oh, we're leaving the audience hanging. I love it. As usual, before we get into that and much more for the Pile of Bones Brewing Company, what is in the glass this week? A glass of vodka. I'm not... <laughs> I texted you this morning, and between personally and professionally, it has been a day. It has been a week. Um, so I literally just grabbed some ice, grabbed the bottle of Lucky Bastard Vodka that I picked up the other day from the distillery here in Saskatoon, and I poured that vodka over ice. And it's not an insignificant cup, so... This podcast might get a little Ask John Anything silly as we go on here because, uh, yeah, you know those days when you're like, yeah, it's been a day. Mm-hmm. Today is one of those, so I'm celebrating with Lucky Bastard uh, Vodka. But from a beer beer point of view, was in Lloydminster uh, last weekend, and that gave me the opportunity to pick up 88 Brewing's Wave Pool IPA, uh, probably one of the two 10 out of 10 beers I've had in my life, the other being the Pile of Bones White IPA. So if you ever get a chance to pick that up, if you're in Alberta listening from Alberta or visiting uh, Lloydminster, and I think it's been spotted a few places here in Saskatchewan. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been, it's, they've increased their, their special ordering in the province now, so you can definitely find it, I know, at a number of Sobeys locations, but probably others as well too now. Oh, good. <clears throat> God, it's perfect for summer. It comes in a bright purple can. It is delicious. And it, it to me, is the only beer that I've had that rivals the Pile of Bones White IPA. Uh, so if you do see it, 88 Brewing's Wave Pool. I hate giving Alberta some love, but <laughs> it's just, it's it's that good. It is yeah. just that good of a hazy, fruity IPA. Yeah, I mean, the Alberta market's a tough one because it's just so saturated. There's so much that 
when you find something you know is good, it's sometimes difficult to go exploring because you're like, I don't know, like every town has two breweries and like Edmonton has like 300 and Calgary has like 400 and you're like, I, I don't know what's good. Right. Well, that, so. <laughs> and, and, and that's exactly it. Cause I have tried a lot of shit out of Alberta in, in my semi-frequent visits to, to Lloyd Minster and Calgary. And I can tell you that, uh, you know, it's not like you're right. It's not like Saskatchewan where you can basically walk into any brewery except Minhaus uh, and, and have a, gr- a great product and a great tasting product and a great experience. It's going to fit your palate, but uh, yeah, now that I've found 88, it's going to be hard to deviate when I'm in Alberta. Mm. <laughs> 88, hard to deviate. Rhyming yeah. now. Let's mm. go. Woo! Uh, for me, I have, I guess you could call it the John Special on sale this past week. Uh, Blackbridge Brewery Uno IPA. Oh, the good. single version of their double. It's made a, it may be one of the more popular choices for this podcast after, of course, anything by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Yes. Pretty safe to say that, I would think, at this point. It, it, I, I, it tends I, I, to make its way on here, mostly through you, but occasionally I'm like, yeah, I could go for this one. Well, well, it's it's so good, and everything from Blackbridge is coming out at such an affordable price these days. Yeah. That, you know, if you're looking at your favorite four-pack, you know, it, it, things are start, some are starting to creep into that, like, $21, $22 range, and you're, mm-hmm. you turn around, and there's Blackbridge for $15.99, and you know it's great, like... It's getting hard to it's getting hard at times to justify that extra seven eight bucks for some of the more higher end breweries here in the province and mm-hmm. it's 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 real easy to spend you know you're spending under twenty bucks on four beer that is sometimes pretty easy to justify if you have a joint bank account. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, if you're looking to save a few bucks this week, I would be remiss if we did not mention uh, sponsors of this fine program or this program would be of course lucky bastard distillers um they have an incredible iced tea it's a saskatoon berry no sugar iced tea uh currently in six packs i've been told 12 packs are coming soon um but this week at sobey's liquor um case lot sale you can get two six packs for 25 bucks or 13.99 each so uh pretty good savings on what is a quality product if i do say so myself as someone who's not necessarily into that sweet drink category one of those every once in a while does do it for me. Oh, perfect. Especially in the summer. It's nice and tart. Uh, without the sugar, it's not going to leave you feeling like crap the next day. Uh, and, and and that sale at Sobey's Liquor does start Thursday. So mm-hmm. unless you're Grammy, Dave, or Jock listening to this late Wednesday night, you have to wait till Thursday. You should be able to get it as soon as you hear this podcast. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure a number of you have been waiting for this podcast since last week. <laughs> as um, enough teasing. It's time. Ready? Ready? He's back. Sergio. That's a little harder to do online with a bit of a delay. I don't care. <laughs> it's close enough. We said it. He's back next again. Uh, yeah. It's like. Every time this happens, right? Every like we spoke it into existence before, and I don't even think we had time to speak it into existence this time. No, it was literally like he was released, and I didn't I, even know he was released. And all of a sudden, you're messaging me about jokingly about an emergency pod because we were both in the middle of a day that we could not do that. Yes, and I was like, for what? And then I like opened Twitter. I'm like, oh. And I was like, wait, he was released? And then I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it was so funny because I'm sitting there and, yeah, because I had a busy day that day too. And I'm I'm actually in with clients helping them get their new vehicle. And oh, there was three different phone calls. And I have mm-hmm. a smartwatch now. So, like, 
it just kept going. Yes, I know you text from the ice on it. So. I, I I do. Yes, I do. To keep it to uh, to make sure I get the right coaches' decisions for people watching the web stream. But and I'm like, okay, what the hell is going on? Like like I saw him get released, and then I saw my buddy Neely, uh, my cousin, and another buddy of mine originally from Winnipeg all phoning me. You're like, so either something really good has happened or something really bad has happened. Yeah, yeah. Either, either the bombers have, like, like, what is going on here? Like, what, what, what's happening? So as soon as I, I, I get out with my clients and I check my messages and, and Neely had sent the link uh, over Facebook Messenger, which is kind of on the list of things I check. It's kind of like the last one. Mm. So I see it that Sergio's back. I had literally saw he was released as I came back. Uh, I, 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 I forget what I was doing. I had left the building to drop a check off and I come back and I've got the Sergio release and I make a tweet about it. And all of a sudden it's boom, 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 boom. Sergio's back. And I love it because mm-hmm. let's face it. Winnipeg had a glaring weakness. And anytime you can add a should have been great cup MVP to your team mm-hmm. and all around great dude and like dude. And we had him on the pod and he's just as great as we ever hoped he could be. You know, they say never yep. meet your heroes, but <laughs> and, and, what I like is how quickly Kyle Walters moved is, is you almost, you almost, he was almost like, I need to undo this mistake instantly. Oh, (laughs) it's like when you screw something up on MS word and you're like, undo, undo, undo. And it was exactly like that. The second that he was a cap casualty, it wasn't a performance thing. It was great last year in Edmonton, but like I've seen people out of Edmonton being like, uh, this would not be the move I'd be making to clear cap room. Right, you don't like you looked at what happened with Winnipeg last year. You you mm-hmm. don't get rid of a dependable kicker, right? You find a way to make it work. The Bombers learned their lesson and it immediately brought him back and righted the wrong. And I and it's funny because there was some talk that you know Edmonton had been trying to trade him, but everybody knows Chris Jones so well that they're like, eh, why give up an asset? He's going to be released in a week. I, I mean, that's the CFL. That's kind of football in general, but especially the CFL where. Okay, you try to trade a guy, there may be only one, maybe two teams that will make him fit either via the cap or sort of what they do. Now that's more so a kicker, not necessarily applies to a kicker versus other positions where your scheme doesn't matter quite so much with a kicker per se. But, you know, so your, your pool of who you can trade to is generally pretty small, even if everyone's interested. So it becomes a very much a, well everyone just kind of waits everyone out sort of thing. I mean, that happens in the NFL with 32 teams with nine teams and you have maybe one trading partner. Yeah. That's why, you know, high end talent goes for like a sixth round pick. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think too, like this speaks to, and, and when we had Sergio on and when we got to talk to him off air a little bit, just the respect he had for the way that Winnipeg handled the process. Mm -hmm. Like Kyle Walters basically said, we love you. You were great. You don't fit into the cap picture, so go go get the bag, man. Like go go right ahead. And I think him signing with Winnipeg so quickly is is proof of that. That you know you can you can let a guy walk, but do it on good terms mm-hmm. and have a great reputation, right? Like they, it's not ever not everybody has to go full John Fraser on their old workplaces. No, but I still end up on, I still end up on the radio <laughs> station anyways. Hooray for paid ad time! Yeah, like, I mean, this is just obviously perfect on every level for us for the content. Um, We get to do Sergio watch on a team that John actually wants to watch because I I think it's fair to say there are only two teams in this league that John would probably accept Sergio playing for. Of course, number one is the Bombers, 
as weird as it may sound, I think number two would be just for the content and for the watchability and probably for the meetability would be the riders. Oh, 100%. It, like a, a zillion, zillion, zillion percent. I would I would definitely cheer like for just even in the Labor Day Classic. I'd be wearing my Sergio Bombers jersey <laughs> cheering for him as he goes. You're, you're the, the, the only guy in the stands cheering for a touchdowns versus field goal game. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, and you're like, other... I don't want the riders to get shut out. I want Sergio to kick 10 field goals. <laughs> Woohoo! Let's go. Thir- let's let's win 35-30 with 10 field goals for my boy. So, it uh no, it's it's cool and 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 I mean, I know you and I had talked about doing the Sergio watch mm. last year, but between the riders being a dumpster fire and you know, you and me already, let's face it, we're watching uh, live on PVR every Rider game. I'm watching live or PVR or listening to Derek Taylor every bomber game as well. So yeah. it, uh, it 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 becomes a lot along with all it the does. other stuff you got going on. So I I'm glad that we will have a very up to date Sergio watch. And uh, anybody that thought I got rid of the jersey absolutely did not. No, never. You'd never was... get rid of that thing. No, no that 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 jersey is why we got to meet him. Mm-hmm. It all it all started, you know, like with me rocking that at the Canadian at the curling trials <laughs> yep. and Winnipeg Media picking up on it and Sergio liking the tweet and then me DMing Sergio to be like, uh, Hey, I have a stupid podcast. You should come on sometime. I think if we asked AI to make a story of John Fraser, that may be like that whole story just fits everything so perfectly that whatever the hell those programs are called would create that story except except I guy would to... john wears ridiculous kicker named football jersey to curling event picks up on winnipeg <laughs> media <laughs> blah, 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 blah. that uh, if 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 i was drinking a pile of bones in one hand and on a lucky bastard in the other that would be peak john fraser so we're like 90 no yeah because because it was at the sastel center luckily it was curling canada sponsors so we were stuck with great western and 40 creek for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, could be worse, but could be better. But it, yeah. it was it was pretty close. It was a local beer and a, and a good liquor. So we we were close to you know what? Let's just call it Peak John Fraser. That's oh, yeah. it. That we have re, we have achieved Peak John Fraser through that story. Uh, boom goes the dynamite. Yep. Uh, Peak John Fraser over the next couple of weeks as well will be not attending training camp. Woohoo! Um, yeah, training camp starting just around the corner. Rookie camp uh, started today as we record this. Uh, Trevor Harris was at practice for the Riders, but uh, apparently didn't do much, which is fine. Still, still pretty cool. I like yep. that. Yep. Day one, I mean, we, I mean, he, he'll probably get some work in during rookie camp, I would assume. But, I mean, what matters more is building the rapport and the install with who they anticipate being the starting unit. So ultimately, I mean, you can go into a lot of things about rookie camp. I think it is what it is, and that's fine. It's important. There's no doubt it's important to allow these rookies a little more time to get into it. Yeah. And I and I think I think what would help the league 
more so than rookie camps, see as important as they may be. You may be able to kind of get away with not doing a rookie camp if they brought back the off-season workout. Y- yes, 100%. I think that's something that the league needs to consider. Um, gets you in the news a little bit in the middle of the down period, and I think you can get a lot more accomplished over, say, you allow teams to do a three- or four-day thing, say, a month ago. Your rookies, yep. maybe your second-year players and your quarterbacks are allowed to be at this OTA, essentially, without the O part, and you just you work on things. Well, well, and that, I think, would make things a lot sharper. You'd put yourself about a month ahead, and there's enough indoor facilities now across Canada that I don't think you'd be forcing these these players and teams to maybe hold this stuff in Florida and the expenses that go ahead, go along with that. But uh, I, well, I think some of them did in Florida because ultimately a number of these players coming to this thing are American. Mm-hmm. So no, it's so actually a lot easier and cheaper to get these guys to say Florida or Texas or something right. rather than bring them up and you practice in Moose Jaw for a week. <laughs> no, that's that's. I mean, Moose Jaw is a sneaky, nice no, tourist. That place. was no disrespect to Moose Jaw. That's just sort of a, you know, sort of easily accessible from Regina indoor facility that they used right. for practice in the past. Right. Well, that's no, all. No, that's sir- all I meant with that. That was nothing against Moose Jaw. No, certainly. And you know what? I think we can call the beginning of this year's training camp Puke Watch 2023. Always. Uh, I'm just looking at the weather forecast here for Saskatoon, and somebody start the weather jingle. Uh, 26 degrees <laughs> on Sunday. Monday, looking for a high of 31. And Tuesday, another high of 31 and sun. That, to me, your first few days of live training camp, there is going to be vomit everywhere. I mean, there always there always is a few guys, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and as I'm sure we've told the story uh, at some point during this podcast history, and for the longtime listeners, Grammy, Dave, Jock, um, I'm sorry if this is redundant, but this always reminds me of I, I was never a fan of tr- of covering training camp because it's like you're desperately struggling to come up with a new story every day. And especially mm-hmm. for me, I didn't have like like you, you have the ability to do like a long form story on a player or yeah. a battle. Uh, you had the blog, you had everything. I was basically told, go get two pieces of audio and write three quick stories that'll lead a sportscast at 25 <laughs> seconds each. Like, yeah. what the, what stories are you telling there, right? So you're coming mm-hmm. up with surface-level shit. You're coming up with the, hey, coach, how's the first two weeks training camp going in the scrum, right? Um, but it does bring me back to the time that I would wear shorts to training camp because I am a fat, sweaty, hairy man. Uh, until my old news director went, no, you should really be wearing sharp slacks and looking professional. Yeah. So I did. And I got heat stroke for two days. Thanks, Saskatoon Media Group. Love your dress code policies. Never had to wear pants again, though. So two days of puking. To wear shorts in the summer. What a novel concept. Yeah, so I, they, I think we're going to we'll get more into sort of what we're looking at in terms of the riders heading into the regular season. I guess the training camp and regular season uh, in the coming week or two. Uh, There'll be lots of time to talk about that. I I don't think it's any great mystery that most of the eyes and most of the attention will be on what this offense will look like this year. Right. Because, I mean, the last couple of years, it hasn't been good. Nope. And so because of that, pretty much everything has changed except for the running backs. You know, there's some new names along the offensive line. There's, of course, a new offensive coordinator. There's a new quarterback. There's some new receivers. So kind of how that all comes together is going to be 
sort of the interesting thing to watch over camp. But I think, you know, the defense will be interesting too because I think they're refocused back on the defensive line and trying to make that more of a strength versus the linebacking core. Not that the linebackers are bad, but he stretched the imagination this year. But, you know, granted they were put into a tough spot, but the D definitely had their issues as well last year. So there is certainly lots of different directions that this could go. And there's a, there's a lot to watch in camp this year, though I'm not I'm not entirely sure there's a ton of jobs open. And I don't know if there ever truly is as much as often as coaches like to say it publicly. But a lot of teams come into these things with their rosters pretty much in mind unless something really absurd happens. Like Corey Sheets. Yeah. Like you have to be basically Corey Sheets in that one uh, preseason and just go bananas and be head and shoulders the best player above everybody mm-hmm. uh, to really uh, make an impression. So should mention main camp opens Griffith Stadium here in Saskatoon, uh, 9 a.m. to noon's the first practice there out at the university. So uh, if you want to bore your mom to sleep, you can <laughs> take her there. Like, like I'm just glad. Yeah. I'm just glad that they don't. I'm glad that they can the walkthroughs because I felt so bad. When, like, you and I would know it was a walkthrough and mm-hmm. you'd have, like, some bus of, like, excited kids show up expecting yeah. to watch something and not a single ball goes in the air and you're just like, oh, God. Like, I, I felt sorry for those people. So uh, if you see the word walkthrough on the practice schedule, I'm going to be frank with you. Stay the fuck away. There's everything better to do. Watching paint dry is better than watching a walkthrough. Yeah, I mean, unless your only goal is to show up and meet some players, then kind of show up toward the end and get ready to hang along the fence. Yeah, exactly. Or just, like, because of everybody's changing media ways and, and, and that, just, like, walk in like you belong. And, and, and wait, Ariel actually is pretty sharp, so I don't think you'll get one by her. Maybe not. Um, but you could just say you work for the Green Cat. <laughs> you could pretend to be me. She won't notice at all. You just have to yell a lot. Yeah. And not uh, watch practice. Yeah. Definitely don't watch practice. That's one thing John never did. No. Um, the one standout performance, I think, of rookie camp so far we can easily talk about um, is one of a rookie member of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, at least rookie to the team. Uh, he may not qualify for rookie of the year. He's more of a first-year player. Uh, that is, of course, one uh, Robert Vanstone. Uh, some would call him the voice of the riders. Yes, some. Not that we're going to tread on any water there. Um, but you you may have heard of him. He was a longtime uh, columnist and reporter for the Bleeder Post. Yes. And he has, of course, joined the team this year and has been writing. His usual, He's been writing. He's been doing his job for them now. And, but he is also apparently an actor. <laughs> a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Because you may have noticed uh, the other day, the writers actually released a video online of something interesting. Oh, it was, it, actually, you know what? It was it was really good. Mm-hmm. I I I like, enjoyed we, we've, it. We've been we've been tough on this team. A lot of people have been tough on this team and this league for their marketing approach over the last number of years. And this took me aback for a second to be like, "Huh, they tried something," and. It was actually pretty good. 
can find we, we it gotta, all. We got to give them all the – you're right. We yeah. give them shit a lot, and we give the league a lot of shit. But uh, they tweeted it out. It's always football season in Ryderville, and uh, I would dare say it's worth to, to go find it because yeah. it, it, it's well-produced. It's great content. And, of course, as, as, as you're getting to, one Mr. Rob Vanstone's acting debut. Yes, and like every good sort of piece of content, there is one sort of magical moment that just sticks with you. Yes. And I mean, when I send it to you, you mentioned, and we were missed if we did not mention it because we always got to score you a few brownie points just in case, um, was the superior, was the, the, the very strong acting skills of President Craig Reynolds. That's right. I'm I'm still kind of available, Craig. Uh, that's actually the first line uh, that you te- to, texted me. I pulled it up. Yep. Craig's acting skills are legit. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did a good job kind of being sort of the, you know, sort of the cutaway talk like they're talking to Michael at the office. Is that yes. was kind of that sort of what was going on around the scenes of, of during of the writer office? And you know, there's the usual stuff going on. Um, there's this great couple of scenes with Derek Moncrief keeping a staffer away from the microwave <laughs> as he tries to make his lunch. Um, there's a boardroom meeting going on with some people, and there's a couple players playing catch in the <laughs> middle of it. But then there is the scene of all scenes, and there may be a scene that is difficult for this organization or any organization the top this season. And this is where Mr. Vanstone comes into play. <laughs> Brett Lowther is sitting there in a chair. It pans over to Rob, who's, I believe, got some kind of cola in his hand. Probably Pepsi, because I believe they're the writer's sponsor. Yes. And he asks Brett to, of course, there's some chips around. Other sponsor chips, ruffle chips, around Mr. Uh, Brett Lowther. He asks him to pass the chips. Brett gets up. Brett kicks the chips in Rob's direction. They splatter <laughs> all over him. And the piece de resistance of this, because if you know Rob, you know he would actually do this. He grabs the chip off his shoulder, the one that is there, and sort of begrudgingly eats it. <laughs> and says thanks. Yeah. Don't forget the thanks there. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was... Yes, our uh... boy... The legend Rob Vanstone can uh, can act. I, I I gotta say it was it was good. It was funny. It's uh you know it's the ad for the single game tickets, and I'm hoping that the theme of that like like embracing some fun and and, and leaning into the dumb and the chaos. I hope that that's the marketing strategy going forward. Because uh, let's face it, it features two of their best players in some pretty funny roles, mm-hmm. and and yes, Rob Vanstone just so deadpan. So, but with the acting chops we saw in that ad, I want to I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that and less seventies CanCon at halftime. Yeah, so I mean, there's obviously been pros and cons to the way this has started, but for where they've been for where this league has been, for what the attempts from a lot of teams in this league has been for the last number of years, this is definitely a step in the right direction. Yes. And this this is not Bart Simpson throwing the, at least you tried cake in the garbage. <laughs> this The cake stays on the table. You tried. And yeah, it's pretty good. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if it's quite 10 out of 10. It's not maybe the, other than the Vanstone scene, maybe not the most original thing we've ever seen. But you know what? 85% to 90% of like online marketing and social media is just trying stuff and see what happens. Yeah. And that's what they did. And it was a very solid, good attempt at something. Uh, no, certainly. And I can tell you that is certainly more entertaining than anything you'll see at rookie camp, other than playing the watch less Lazarus giant lo- logoed up phone in every scrum game.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.